Hello and welcome to the weekend wrap for the week on Wednesday. I am Ben Davison and it is a beautiful sunny day where I am and I hope it's a beautiful sunny day wherever you are around Australia and indeed anywhere around the world. I want to start with some good news here in Australia this week where Queensland will be reopening to other states of Australia from tomorrow. They say that up to 50,000 cars may enter Queensland tomorrow. It is, of course, school holidays in many parts of Australia. And as we get closer and closer to Christmas, there are many families who will want to be reconnected, who are based in Queensland, and also many families who want to go to Queensland for holidays. So we certainly hope that that gets to happen for anyone who wants that to occur. The Omicron a uh, variant of COVID-19, uh, a word that nobody knew a month ago, it's now firmly in the lexicon, uh, has of course changed things in many parts of the world. Even here in Australia, there has been some shifts as we move now from booster shots, not after six months, but at any point after five. Van and I have both had our booster shots seriously encourage anybody listening to this podcast to make sure you are vaccinated. If you've had your two shots, get your booster as soon as you're able to do so. The effectiveness of having the booster is, from what I've read, between 70 and 75% in the prevention of Omicron. And of course, we know that if you are vaccinated, even if you do get COVID-19, whatever the variant, if you are vaccinated, we know that it's less severe. We know that you're less likely to go to hospital and you are much, much less likely to die. So regardless of whatever other nonsense you may hear or read or see on the internet over the coming weeks, months, years that it's now been as we move into what feels like year 1000 of the pandemic, but as we move into 2022, vaccines are your friend. Vaccines are the best defense we have. But don't forget to wear masks. Don't forget to wash your hands. Do all the things that we need to do to protect ourselves and each other to stay safe and well. Talking about staying safe and well, I want to talk quite a lot today about inequality, talk about unionism, and talk about economics. This will be the final weekend wrap for 2021. And I think it's fitting that we talk about some contrasting things that are going on. So anybody who's been following the news out of America will know that there have been some devastating tornadoes to hit Kentucky. The devastation has killed 70 people at a candle factory, at least six people at an Amazon distribution warehouse, 45 people have been rescued from that distribution warehouse. They're still not sure entirely how many people are trapped. Authorities are saying that it has moved from a rescue scenario to a recovery scenario. That strongly implies there will be more fatalities out of that Amazon warehouse. Now, Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos, went to a space launch as they were pulling bodies out of that Amazon warehouse. As most Americans, and indeed many of us around the world, were focused on the people, the hundred plus people who have died from the tornadoes, as well as the significant property damage, the livelihoods destroyed, the homes flattened, Jeff Bezos was going to another space launch. 
and had nothing to say about his employees, I suppose his former employees, if you will. It's telling. It's stark. 70 people died in a candle factory. At least six, but probably many more, have died in an Amazon distribution warehouse. One of the most powerful and richest men in the world who owns a significant part of one of those companies had nothing to say about it. America is a very different country to Australia, but we are increasingly becoming more like it. I want to compare and contrast that reaction to United States President Joe Biden's reaction to the news that Kellogg, many of us in Australia will know Kellogg, Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Kellogg's Cocoa Pops, Kellogg's maker of many types of cereals. I think Special K for those who enjoy that. I'm saying those names because I'd encourage you probably not to buy them. Probably encourage you not to buy them. Because Kellogg's in the United States has been trying to replace 1,400 workers, trying to replace 1,400 unionized workers with non-unionized workers, or in the old parlance, scabs. Now, there have been ongoing negotiations between the workers and Kellogg's. Kellogg's has decided to sack those workers and replace them with new ones. Joe Biden has slammed this. He says he would support laws to ban it. And of course, this is the kind of anti-worker position that companies take. Interestingly, people on Reddit, social media platform Reddit, flooded the Kellogg's online job application process, not with genuine applications for work, but to break their servers and their system, and they succeeded. So congratulations to all those activists who participated in that action. Joe Biden has said that he would support banning companies, sacking workers and replacing them with temporary workers, or as we might call them in Australia, labour hire workers. Compare that to both Jeff Bezos's response to one of his massive distribution facilities being destroyed, people dying, people being trapped, but also the response to what happens here in Australia and how our political leaders respond to industrial disputes or industrial safety issues. While in America, owners like Bezos don't seem to care when their workers are faced with dangerous conditions and companies like Kellogg try and replace workers, at least their politicians stand up for them. In here in Australia, we have the AMWU in Western Australia who took a very short four-hour stoppage, four-hour stoppage, the West Australian. Negotiating on wages and conditions, they've been doing so for a long time. They took their first piece of industrial action in many, many years. What was the response of the West Australian, owned by Seven West Media? It was to lock out the workers. Seven West Media, owned by the billionaire Stokes family, recorded a 240% increase in profit. That's an increase in profit. Not a peep from Scott Morrison. Not a peep from Scott Morrison about those workers, those loyal workers being locked out. In New South Wales just this week, we saw teachers having to take industrial action 
to try and get their profession properly recognised. Teacher salaries are effectively capped many, many times lower than other professions such as accounting because teachers in classrooms are not properly valued. Having said that, public polling shows well over 80% of Australians support teachers being properly remunerated. What does the New South Wales government do? Instead of saying it will work with the union and work with the workers to address the issues, they attacked the union. They attacked the workers. We saw New South Wales transport workers have to take industrial action as well. And again, the New South Wales government attacks the workers. Workers who pointed out many, many times that foreign-built ferries would not be appropriate for Sydney Harbour. Ferries which, it turns out, are cracked and don't work in high seas. It's unionised workers who pointed out that the trains need to be built here in Australia. The Korean-built trains that were imported by the New South Wales government didn't fit through the tunnels. Likewise with the light rail project. The list goes on and on and on. We have conservative governments in Australia that will not listen, will not listen to workers, will not pay attention to what workers are saying and turn a blind eye when corporate masters either abuse, lock out or underpay the workers. And it goes to an extreme level. Tuft Master Carpets are trying to cancel their agreement and throw everyone back onto the minimum award. Everyone back onto the minimum rate of pay. Not a word from the government. There is a megaphone petition to support those workers and I'd urge you to check that out. Of course, in each and every one of these cases... These workers have banded together and have stood together. We know of these stories because together, in union, workers have a louder voice. They're able to get into the media. They're able to get into the psyche of the general public. So, of course, join your union, australianunions.org.au slash wow. That's where you can join your union. Do that today. Do that right now. As you're listening to this podcast, log on, australianunions.org.au slash wow. Because let me tell you this, not only do conservative governments in Australia not support workers, not support workers getting more job security, better pay, they're actually attacking workers. So you've already heard me mention the New South Wales Liberal government attacking teachers and transport workers, Well, Scott Morrison has attacked the workers on the docks as well. Australian docks are among the most efficient in the world. And Australian dock workers are among the safest. And that's an incredibly good thing. We want that to continue. Morrison, however, wants to blame the dock workers for all of the problems of the global supply chain. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Morrison, but you have failed to support manufacturing in Australia. You have failed to support proper infrastructure in Australia. You have failed to support having the appropriate number of workers on the docks to lift that productivity even higher. And now he attacks those workers instead. The Stokes family, 
billionaires making 240% increases in profit, lockout workers who just want fair pay. This is why we have increasing inequality in this country. Reports have come out today that are showing inequality in Australia is getting worse. For a long time, in my work, I've seen inequality. I've seen it working directly in the provision of emergency relief services and community development work, working in the union movement. We've seen how inequality takes root and gets worse as power is consolidated, as governments not only refuse to step in on the side of working people, whether they have a job or not, but actually side with the mega corporations, with the global supply chains. And research that's come out very recently shows that 13% of the postcodes in Australia account for half, fully half, of all disadvantage in this country. Inequality is being condensed. It's being ghettoized. It's not a word that we like to use, ghetto, ghettoization, because it has many negative connotations, and rightly so. But that's what we're seeing in this country. When inequality is allowed to be rampant, when billionaires have doubled their wealth over the course of the pandemic, but wages have gone backwards in real terms, then we have a huge problem with inequality. And even the economists themselves are saying we need to do more to lift minimum wages. We need to do more to support workers having bargaining power. And that's what Joe Biden is saying in America. He's saying workers should be able to bargain. And employers shouldn't be able to sack you for making a reasonable request for safe working conditions, a secure job and decent pay. But more and more, we see that pattern playing out. Now, of course, the Morrison government here likes to pretend that our economy is all roses. Well, if it's all roses, it would seem that every working person is holding it by the thorns. Because we are the ones whose wages are going backwards, while the Morrison donors are seeing more and more of our wealth go into their pockets. And it doesn't have to be this way. We saw during the pandemic, government can do things about this. Van and I have talked about this on the week on Wednesday before. During the pandemic, the government did provide job security. It used JobKeeper as a mechanism to secure people's employment. It can address homelessness. It used hotels and vacant properties to put the homeless into. It can do things about the cost of childcare. For a few brief moments, childcare was free in this country and the cost of living declined. The cost of childcare is such a big part of the daily expenses of so many Australians that you could actually reduce the cost of living, have deflation by making childcare free. All this talk in the economy, particularly from people on the finance side of things, about the risks of inflation. And yet, 
there's a simple and effective thing that the Morrison government could do, and that is reduce the cost of childcare. And the more you reduce the cost of childcare, the more you incentivize families into work and reduce inflation. What a fantastic policy tool. Sadly, we know that Morrison has abandoned that. Morrison has effectively now wedged himself. As much as he'd like to simply let the billionaires do what they like, as much as he's prepared to ignore the plight of workers in the workplace, he couldn't ignore the cataclysmic economic impacts of the pandemic. And he's now demonstrated that government can do things. Government can deliver outcomes for working people, just like Joe Biden is trying to do, by changing industrial laws, by giving working people the power to balance out the power of the billionaire owners and the multinational corporations, by reducing the costs of living. There are real things government can do, real things governments have done. Morrison is trying to unwind that, trying to make us forget those things that have only just occurred because he doesn't want to do them. He'll talk about tax cuts in the lead up to the next election. I'm certain of it. He'll talk about reducing the cost of living by putting downward pressure on prices, whatever that means. What he won't do is give working people power to negotiate more secure employment, better wages, and safer workplaces. And the reason why I started this part of today's episode talking about the tornadoes that have hit Kentucky is because that's the stark, stark reality of where increasing inequality, where increasing corporate power, where low levels of worker power can lead to. Not only were the workers in that Amazon distribution center not well paid, treated poorly, unable to unionize, not only do they have all of those issues, but when a tornado warning was issued, they didn't send everybody home. They had a shift change. They had more people in the building than they would normally have. And now six people are confirmed dead, and recovery efforts are still ongoing. That's the real human cost of government inaction. Now, Joe Biden is taking steps. Joe Biden is trying to fix that problem in the US. There's a lot of work to be done there. As we know, America is deeply unequal. It is deeply divided. There is many, many decades of damage to unstitch and societal fabric to bring back together. Here in Australia, we're not as far down that deeply divided path. And there's still a very good opportunity just over the horizon in the 2022 federal election. That's all I'm going to say today for the weekend wrap. It's been such a huge year. I really appreciate 
everybody listening to the weekend wrap and the week on Wednesday. We've had some fantastic, fantastic episodes. I really want to give a shout out to last week's special episode on insecure work. The number of people who have reached out to Van and I who have experienced that insecurity, that that rostering issues, the problems associated with not having the support to care for loved ones, whether it's children, whether it's a relative with a disability, whether it's an elderly relative, and still having an employer who demands that you, you're flexible to their time, they're not flexible to yours. I just want to thank each and every one of those people for reaching out. I want to congratulate the people who have joined their union throughout 2021. The stronger your union, the stronger you are. What we've seen in America, what we've seen around the world, unionized workers are paid better, they have more secure jobs, and they have safer workplaces. It's research paper after research paper after research paper that proves this to be true. And it's also the lived experience. I want to thank every person who's reached out to me and Van to tell us they've joined their union over the course of 2021. Don't forget, you can join right now, australianunions.org.au slash wow. Somebody said, what's the best gift to give a, a teacher this Christmas? Van tweeted, union membership. That's the best gift anyone can give anybody because union membership, better pay, more secure work, safer workplace. Three things and everything else as well and everything else as well. So once again, thanks so much for listening to The Weekend Wrap. Don't forget to tune in this Wednesday for Van and I. We'll conduct our last week on Wednesday episode. It'll be a big wrap-up of the year. We will do special election episodes in 2022, so keep a good eye out for that. Don't forget to listen to our good friends at On The Job, uh, the podcast with Francis Leach and Sally Rugg, the official Australian Union's podcast. Uh, well worth a listen, and we hope to do some more cross-pods between now and the end of 2022 as well. So thanks once again, and remember, be kind to yourself and to each other.